welcome to season four of the To Health With That podcast, where we break up big health topics into small bites. I'm your host, naturopathic doctor, Amy Newsel, and this season, we'll dive into something we are all familiar with, fatigue. What is it? Why does it happen? Most importantly, how can we fix it outside of this? Enjoy the video version of this podcast on YouTube. The channel is at to help with that. This week, let's talk about what fatigue is and why everybody has it. Fatigue is a feeling of extreme tiredness, weakness, or exhaustion, and it's the first symptom of almost every medical problem, including MTHFR. It can be linked to every body system and is the most general symptom we have. It's also tied to lifestyle factors like poor diet, lack of nutrients, poor or not enough sleep, and stress. So actually, in light of all of that, it's a bit surprising that any of us don't feel fatigued. Your body is designed to get tired every day so that you'll take a break from your hectic life and go to sleep. Otherwise, the motivation to stop everything is pretty minimal. Also, if you're low on resources, the natural consequence is fatigue. This could be physical resources like nutrients, hormones, neurotransmitters. It could be mental or emotional resources, the energy that you use to think, to make decisions, to process emotions, to do tasks, to concentrate, learn, remember, and also interact with and meet the needs of other people. It could also be the actual energy generated by your cells. Nutrients are depleted in the soil by modern farming practices, and so even if you're eating the best possible diet, it can be challenging to get enough micronutrients. Also, we tend to have calorie-dense but nutrient-poor diets, and that doesn't help the situation. Sleep is a challenge for pretty much everyone, and according to the Sleep Foundation, over one-third of U.S. adults get under seven hours per night, and 4.8 out of 10, in a weirdly precise statistic, workers say they're regularly tired throughout the day. Also, between 50 and 70 million people in the U.S. have been diagnosed with an ongoing sleep disorder. So, sleep is a thing. Plus, anybody fighting with any other chronic health situation is using extra resources for that and is more likely to feel fatigued quickly. Emotionally, modern life is kind of a challenge as well. Chronic stress is rampant. General dissatisfaction, also rampant. It's no wonder we are all exhausted. In all of these circumstances, fatigue is the first symptom that will appear, the first red flag that you get to pay attention to. And it's crucial that you do actually pay attention to it, because when we catch it in this stage, we can turn it around. I promise. We're going to spend the entire season talking about it. Fatigue is a hallmark of something called sickness behavior. I'm not a huge fan of the term sickness behavior, because to me it sounds a little judgy and blaming, but it's not. Sickness behavior is your body's natural response to help protect you, especially when you encounter a pathogen like a virus or a bacteria. Your body's smart. It knows that you as a human have a hard time prioritizing the care of yourself over, say, hunting and gathering. It's basically the feeling of wanting to stay on the couch or in bed and not be bothered with anything else. These symptoms aren't actually caused by a virus or pathogen. Not at all. They're caused by your body in a very, very intelligent attempt to get you to stop doing all the things and just rest. In this context, fatigue is actually the healthiest thing for your body to be, right? But 
we run into problems when viruses become chronic, inflammation gets overly high all the time, or these cytokines just stay elevated for other reasons. There are, of course, a lot of lifestyle factors in fatigue. They make a huge difference, and in the grand paradox of human nature, these are the things that are most in our control, but feel the hardest to change. The big four are sleep, lack of it, lack of attention to it, poor sleep quality, or the general sore spot that is sleep for so many of us, sedentary lifestyle, this forms a fatigue hell loop in which you're exhausted and sedentary, but being sedentary keeps you exhausted, chronic stress, which is literally every human I know, and diet, nutrient deficiencies, calorie excess, blood sugar instability, and food sensitivities all come into play here. We'll go more into depth with all of these factors at various points this season because the thing about fatigue is that everything you do that's good for your body will actually help, which is amazing. I find that to be very hopeful. Every small step you or I take in the direction of health is actually boosting your body's ability to have good energy and come back into balance. It's like the idea that all roads lead home. Gene snips also play into fatigue. So, it's hard to say whether fatigue is caused by the gene itself or caused by something that it's doing in the body, or as in the case of MTHFR, whether it's caused by the personality traits that go along with MTHFR polymorphisms like workaholism, perfectionism, and ambition. MTHFR is not in any way the only gene SNP that contributes, but weirdly, the research is absent. Fatigue that happens by itself is kind of crickets chirping in empty research spaces. There's so little research, it's almost laughable. We can talk about categories of gene SNPs that logically lead to fatigue, although this is educated guessing because of the crickets where the researchers should be. These big categories of gene SNPs include SNPs that impair the production or function of excitatory neurotransmitters. If you can't get excited about anything, well, that feels kind of tired. Yeah. So this is like COMT fast, which metabolizes norepinephrine, dopamine, and epinephrine extremely quickly. MAOA fast, which does the same thing for dopamine and norepinephrine. And MTHFR, which just gets in the way of neurotransmitter formation generally. Also, SNPs that impair the function of nutrients. Again, MTHFR, which impairs the function of folate, MTR and MTRR, which slow down B12 recycling, and VDR, which can affect vitamin D receptors. There are many more as well. Also, SNPs that lead to impaired blood oxygenation or circulation, like NOS3, which makes it harder for our body to vasodilate, and TMPRSS6, that's a mouthful, which is associated with low iron status and low hemoglobin function. SNPs also that are associated with higher inflammatory states, especially I'm thinking LRRFIP1, which is associated with inflammation-related adiposity, which is basically the tendency to gain and hold fat that is pro-inflammatory. Also, SNPs associated with chronic fatigue. The most well-studied is WASF3, or WAVE3 as it's often called. That helps regulate brain cytokines. This is not a comprehensive list, largely because it's theoretical, right? I am spitballing this one, because again, research, nothing. 
Fixing fatigue is what we actually all want to know about. And fixing fatigue comes down to taking care of all of those small steps and narrowing down the root of the problem for you. For me, most problems stem from MTHFR, but I also kind of know myself. So there's a smattering of chronic stress and workaholism thrown into the mix, and so those are the things I prioritize when I'm working on fatigue. For you, the priorities might be different. Maybe you know sleep is a weak area, or it's possible that you suspect your adrenals are a little fatigued, or you know you need to tidy up your lifestyle. The aim with this season is to break down the major factors behind fatigue and give you options in terms of working on them. I suggest you take a good long look at yourself and apply some brutal honesty to determine your priority areas. Fatigue is a giant topic, so let me just outline this season for you so you know what to expect. The first four episodes will cover the basics, what fatigue is, what to rule out with your doctor, the overlap with depression, and what's actually giving you a feeling of energy when you have it. The next chunk of episodes will be dedicated to sleep, because sleep problems really are at the heart of so much of fatigue. After sleep, We'll have a few episodes on smaller factors like hormones, oxygen, toxins, and an episode specifically on MTHFR because it's me. Hmm. After that, we'll dive into the health of your adrenals, which are responsible for most of your get up and go feelings during the day. After adrenals, we'll talk a bit about mitochondria and cellular energy and what you can do to boost that and then dip our toes into chronic fatigue. Chronic fatigue is its own monster and deserves its own season, but for the purpose of this season, we will just touch on it. Thank you so much for listening. I am so excited about this season. 